Welcome to the Mind Shifting Podcast. Here you'll find a weekly chat filled with topics that spark curiosity, knowledge, and interest. It's an honor to have you join us. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining me in today's podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope that the end of January is a smooth and calm exit and i hope no more surprises come our way although now that i'm saying this out loud i'm almost certain you know i'm challenging the universe into bringing upon a surprise but let's hope that the days only get calmer as the months go by and soon enough we'll only be hearing positive news in regards to this pandemic Now today's topic is something that is close to my heart as are all topics I choose to discuss but this one in particular is sort of linked to a recent event and I figured why not make a podcast out of this especially because it is something that's discussed quite a bit in the therapy sessions I have with my clients, almost always it comes up. So I figured why not share it with everyone else as well. And this is about how I personally, how I handle conflict and confrontation. Just to disclaim, you know, this isn't necessarily the right way or the proper way. This is just the way that works for me. Each person has different limits and different, you know, tolerance. And this is just what works for me. I just wanted to share with you guys because perhaps someone would benefit from the way I handle it. In no way do I think it's the perfect way, but it is something that has helped me manage and sort of surf through situations in a much calmer way. So right off the bat, let me say that I don't like conflict and I don't like confrontation. And I know most people might say that, but to my core, I avoid it at any cost. I don't like yelling. I don't like fighting, don't like screaming. And I've never been a person that would solve any sort of predicament or any sort of argument with yelling and screaming. My mom used to tell me this expression when I was younger, which was in Greek, but the rough translation in English is that the person who screams is probably almost always wrong. Growing up, I guess I realized that I didn't ever care enough about being right or wrong because a lot of people focus on, well, I'm in the right, so I should prove it. I honestly don't care. I don't mind if a person thinks I'm right or wrong because I'm understanding as I grow older that each person has a different code of ethics. So personally, I don't care if I'm right or wrong, just whatever you know helps you sleep better at night. I'm not gonna fight with you over such a detail. So in general, I handle conflict by not handling conflict and confrontation. Now someone might ask, how do you possibly do that? We will get to the techniques soon enough. But for starters, I guess the question I would be asking someone if I heard the statement from them is, why do you avoid it? Because some people might think that conflicts can become productive. And some people might think that confrontation is necessary. And I understand that 100%. I'm not saying they don't serve any purpose. I'm just saying that for my idiosyncrasy, they don't mesh well, I guess. And I think my most prominent fear in terms of why I avoid conflict is because over the past years where it's not just silly fighting 
you know, like an elementary school where you called your friend stupid and she called you stupid and then we cried for hours. But I'm talking more adult conversations. My take on the matter is that when people are upset or when people think they have to prove a point, if they result into saying mean things that they will most likely regret afterwards. But I've realized that these things hurt me and I need more time to process it than they might need. So what I mean in particular with this is that, you know, when you get all riled up and you're emotional and you're either sad or upset or both, and you want to hurt the other person that's hurting you, at least that's what I understand a confrontation is, you might say something and lash out that five minutes after you say it, you realize I really shouldn't have said that. In my case though, because I'm more reserved, I guess, I don't want to say I'm you know, the ultimate Zen person, but I am more reserved. So I don't result in using my words to hurt the other person because I know that I can become hurtful. That's the thing. I'm a very sarcastic person. I know that I can find something to tell you that's going to be an insult and I don't want to do that. Even if that's how I have to fend you and that's how I have to push you away, I don't want to be put in that position. So right off the bat, I just try to avoid it because I don't want it to become into a whole thing where you say something mean to me and then you have to spend time trying to make it up to me because you realize you know, that what you said truly affected me. So that's why I just try to put it to rest right away and I try to avoid it because I don't want it to get to that point. But honestly, that isn't always in my hands. I will try to avoid a confrontation and especially if I see a person riled up and mad and everything, I will try to put a pin on it and you know try to circle back and discuss. But if the other person really doesn't want to do that and they just want to go at it, I just sit there and take it. And that might not be the most therapeutic thing to say, but I don't like fighting and I don't think it's even possible to discuss with a person who's yelling right at your face. So I I just don't even bother. I understand that some people don't appreciate this reaction from me, but I just don't want to fight and I won't do you the favor of fighting with you because clearly that's what you're after. So if I can't avoid it, meaning I can't physically walk away or I can't have asked the person to calm down, then I just sit there and listen. And when they're done, I just ask, are you done? Do you feel like you got it all out? Yeah, probably. Okay, thanks. And then I move along. I will think about the things said, especially if I need to sort of think of my own actions and reactions. And if I in any way instigated this and I will be the first to claim, you know, my portion of the fault. So I will think about what I heard. I will try to toss to the side whatever was hurtful and just was said out of spite. I'm not always perfect at it, but at least I try. And then once I sort of collect all the information and I hear it, that's when I go back and discuss if the other person is open to discussion. Another question that sort of comes up around conflict and confrontation is, and I get this question a lot from clients as well, is fighting healthy? People constantly say that a couple has to fight. If a couple doesn't fight, then there's something wrong with them. And I think I understand somewhat of that statement, but I don't see myself agreeing with it. I personally don't like fighting 
And as I said, I can't stand yelling. Honestly, when someone yells, I feel like my body is experiencing a tiny earthquake. So because I have this bodily experience of someone yelling and I have this reaction, I try to avoid it, or at least I try to make sure I don't instigate a reaction like this. If I see the direction of the conversation going towards there, I will try to do my best to just stop it there so it doesn't get to the point where it's out of my hands. I despise, you know, this whole fighting and yelling thing. I do think there should be disagreements. I'm not saying a couple should constantly say yes to everything, but I personally, I didn't grow up in a household where my parents fought. I'm sure they had their disagreements and I'm sure they, they could have handled a million situations in a different way but yelling and screaming and banging the door and hitting and things like that that was just never an image i had in my head so moving forward in my relationships whether they were with friends with men with boyfriends and dating and all of that i just never assumed that yelling was going to be part of the agenda and thankfully it hasn't been an issue up until now i was once in a case where someone yelled and i just said listen i don't like fighting I don't like yelling, but if this is your, you know, love language or if this is how you communicate, I respect that, but most likely we won't be able to communicate. And it just ended there and it was fine because I'm not interested in changing another person. If this is what they like or if this is what they know how to do, maybe it won't be easy to change and maybe they don't even want to change. So I won't be the person pushing for that change. I will just be expressing my own needs and wants in regards to the matter. So how do I avoid confrontation and conflict? I'm not saying I always avoid it equally perfect, but I try at least. One of the first things I do, and this is honestly, it's like a psychology 101 hack, I should say, count to 10. It's amazing what those 10 seconds can give you in terms of clarity and in terms of catching your breath before you want to respond right away with something hurtful. Just counting to 10, you know, it's a privilege, I should say, if you can allow yourself to create this habit of counting counting to 10 and calming yourself down, you will save yourself a lot of pain not having the time to regret things you said that were hurtful. You will most likely be able to end the situation with a much calmer reaction, or at least you will be the one showing the other person that, listen, I will discuss this in a calmly manner. We don't have to yell. I do this all the time in regards to anything. When I'm driving and, you know, my reaction, I want it to be something different. I count to 10, big difference with friends, with family, even at work, just in general, counting to 10 and I've been doing this for years and years has really put things into perspective for me and I realized that those 10 seconds that delay has saved me in terms of pain and in terms of causing pain to other people with my reaction now the second thing I will do if I can and some people might disagree with this but this is just how I feel. If I can, I will walk away. I will physically remove myself from the situation. Now, I understand that this might anger the other person even more, but if I can't handle what's going on, I have to protect myself because we're not discussing you're most likely yelling at me, towards me, around me, and I have decided and I've promised myself that I don't want to deal with this. So the first thing after counting to 10, if you know there's no room for discussion, 
I will walk away. And sometimes if you see the situation escalating quickly, you don't even count to 10. You just walk right away. If you feel as if this reaction will have the other person follow you and you don't feel comfortable with that, whether it's with a friend, a family member, a coworker or anything, you can, you know, loudly state that I'm walking away. Please do not follow me. I don't want to have this discussion right now. Because at the end of the day, you're doing yourself a favor and you're doing a favor for the other person as well. Even if they can't see it, even if they never appreciate it, they have no idea how much you helped de-escalate that situation. I guess the third thing I will try to do, I will ask to speak at another time. If I see that there is room for discussion before things escalate, I will ask the other person that, can we discuss this at another time? And if they say yes, they automatically have calmed down. So I've reached, you know, my personal accomplishment at calming them down. And then I will say, I'll think about what you said. I will really filter everything that you said and I will come back to you when things are calmer to discuss. What I try to avoid is making it look as if I'm attacking the other person. I don't want it to seem that, oh, I'm the calmest person in the world and you're an insane person yelling. Because for the other person to yell, most likely there are things, you know, sort of in the works inside them. I don't want it to become worse. So I will say that I will come back to talk at another time when things are better, not when you are better because that's just a personal attack and that escalates things pretty quickly now in terms of tips to communicate this because people might not even want to reach the point where they have to count to 10 or they have to walk away or you know they have to ask to speak at another time let's say you want to take it even five steps back before that in my case i like to express warnings i guess not threats but let's say someone is you know we're having a discussion it's escalating quite quick i will say that i don't feel comfortable with the direction of this conversation maybe we should stop right now let's say you're discussing politics right at family dinner because that's just a topic that always gets people riled up i have friends and clients who use colors as warnings let's say i have a friend who says this topic and the way we're handling it it's in my orange zone so orange is like the last step before red it's the strongest warning she can give and i understand that each person won't respect these warnings equally but by you stating them and by you sharing them you're doing yourself a favor so express to the other person that we're coming close to crossing a line i don't don't feel comfortable with this i don't want to be a part of this because if the person doesn't respect that and they just keep yelling maybe then you should reconsider this person's position in your life and perhaps you know you could go back a couple episodes the one we discussed about honoring your boundaries because i do think this is close to that topic and if you keep expressing your concern and your warnings and you know you you give these hints or these flags and the person still ignores them, then maybe you should reconsider the position this person has in your life. Now, another thing I do to the best that I can, it's not always perfect, but most of the times it does work. At least it works for me. I really don't think this particular tip works for the other person. Silence is key. If you're yelling at me or if there's a conflict in the workplace, let's say it's not even about me, but I'm somewhat a part of it, I will stay silent. I don't like to react right away. I want to take in everything that I'm hearing, ask myself, you know, what my thoughts are 
before I even communicate them out loud. So silence is key. As I said in the beginning of the podcast, I will just, you know, probably sit there and listen to people yell. That might not be the most productive thing, but it doesn't bother me to the extent of, oh, I'm becoming a pushover. I don't think that's the case. It's just me feeling that this is the most mature way to handle this. I will sit back. I will stay silent because I understand right now that this person can't listen to me. There's steam coming out of their ears. There's no way we're going to turn this into a productive discussion. And last but not least, it's just stating out loud that you're uncomfortable and you will not continue. And this can tie together with walking away from the situation, with expressing warnings and all of that. It's just important to express and clearly state that you're uncomfortable with what's going on. Now, this might not have the impact you want on the other person, but you will feel as if you're honoring your own boundaries by saying this. And that is what will keep you going throughout the day, knowing that at least, hey, I didn't sit there and fight back and yell back mean things, or I didn't just sit there and not say anything. Because walking away from a situation with regrets gets you into that mindset of, oh, I could have said this, or I should have responded that. We don't want that. We don't want residue left. We don't want you thinking, okay, tomorrow round two, I'll go yell first. And then when the person yells back, then I'll say the things I thought of saying. Right now we're talking about a calmer reaction. That's why we mentioned counting to 10. That's why we mentioned removing yourself from the situation. So expressing you're uncomfortable and expressing that I don't think this is the path we want to continue with. It might sort of ring a bell to the other person. Honestly, you might be able to help them realize that, okay, I'm losing the person here. They're not going to follow through with this discussion. Maybe I should just stop. But in any case, you're honoring your own wants and you're respecting yourself by stating out loud that you're not comfortable with this situation. In any case, conflicts and confrontations will always be around us because we're all different people. We have different reactions and different levels of hot headedness. And it's normal in the society that we live in to create conflicts and, you know, to lash out and yell. And I understand that this is part of how we live. It's just a matter of how each person wants to deal with this because I understand that there are other people like me that don't want to fight. But I understand that some people are used to this and they are accustomed to these sort of reactions. That doesn't mean we have to follow along those reactions. Each person should honor you know, how they feel. And I try my best to not get caught up into the whole screaming match. And I really try my best to stay grounded. And so far it has helped me. So far, I feel good with my choices in the matter. And I think that's that's the best I can ask for. Maybe I could have said something smart or maybe I could have yelled back and at the end, you know, I would have been right. But throwing away the whole notion, oh, I have to be right, I can't be wrong. I think I've done myself a huge favor and I can only hope that this episode has helped you realize that conflicts and confrontation aren't for everyone and each person will choose to react differently and you should honor your own reactions and your own thoughts and feelings. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and left you with some food for thought. Until next time, always remember to allow your mind the space to shift. Find us on Instagram at mindshift.gr or wherever you listen to your podcast.